0: Hi, I'm Bettina, and I'm Nanora, and this is NRI Woman, the show where we talk to and share stories of women of Indian origin living abroad. We're chatting today
1: with Karen Ahmed. Some of you may have heard of her. She was a winner on Come Dine With Me season one Canada, a finalist on Recipes to Riches and Canada's best home cook on pressure cooker. She's originally from Mumbai, Cohen at heart and calls Canada home now.
0: She's mom to two sons, loves to paint and belly dance. She works full-time and has a passion for cooking, which resulted in a YouTube channel, Cravings Food Adventures. She has over 24,000 subscribers and growing. She's going to chat with us about how she got started, building her subscriber base, and how she makes it all happen with a full-time job. What's interesting is that she's had no interest in cooking until the age of 18.
2: Uh, my mom and my grandmothers are, are both amazing cooks and I just never felt the urge to, you know, get in with them and, and do anything until I was 18 and I was in college and living by myself. And of course, you know, there's plenty of restaurants in Lokanwala, So I would order out all the time. But one day I just had this like on a whim. I just decided that I wanted to learn how to cook. It was really bizarre. And my mom had this recipe book called Recipes from the World, uh, uh, Recipes of the World. And I picked it up and I thought, "Hmm, let me try something from this book." And um, there was a chicken, it was like a baked chicken in some sort of coconut sauce, and I thought, "Oh, you know what? That sounds good. Let me try it." And um, so i I went out and I got all the ingredients, and I followed the instructions, and it was a complete disaster. Like it was so bad the you know the the chicken wasn't even cooked, uh, and it was just like so nasty. So anyway, I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna waste this chicken. So I grabbed some of my mom's spices out of her cupboard, I threw everything into a pan, and I tried to saute it, and it turned out so good that I thought, oh my God, I have something here. And then it was like, that was my defining moment. I think when, you know, i really got into, I want to do this and I want to do that. And back in the days, like there was no exotic ingredients available in India. And I remember driving from place to place, looking for things like, you know, Thai ingredients or Chinese ingredients, was really hard to find. But I was very determined to, you know, learn how to cook and then of course i read books you know um once i came to canada i think i it just kind of catapulted from there because there's so many tv shows um that i would just keep learning as i went
1: so after discovering your love for cooking by accident how did that grow into starting your own youtube channel
2: so it all started from um actually my appearance on come time with me canada so prior to Come Down With Me Canada I had um, really developed a love for not just cooking but entertaining so I would love to throw theme parties I would love to you know uh, make special meals and um, when I appeared on that show Come Down With Me Canada and won it uh, that was kind of like the confidence that I needed to to keep moving and then the next step was you know start a blog so I did start a blog and um, You know, I didn't really do too much with the blog at the time. It would just be, you know, recording my recipes kind of as and when I did something. And I kind of did that for a couple of years and then one of my co-workers said, you know, you obviously love to be in front of the camera because you do all of these shows. So why don't you start your own YouTube channel?
0: And that's exactly what she did. She launched her channel in 2013 and from then it has grown both in terms of recipes and subscribers to her channel.
2: My channel is called Cravings Food Adventures, Cravings with a K. And um, I basically have, I guess at this point, over 400 recipe videos. And I I like to display my channel the same way I kind of live my life, which is, you know, cooking foods from all over the world and just kind of having fun with it. So, you know, it, it was a lot of work to begin with. And even the thought of, actually doing a video uh, was kind of daunting because one I didn't know anything about doing a video Um, I knew I liked to be in front of the camera but that was about it you kind of have to learn everything when you do YouTube you kinda are everybody you're the talent you're behind the camera you're the cook you're the cleaner you're everything
1: sounds overwhelming where did you start did you plan and research how did you even choose your first recipe for YouTube
2: Uh, so my first recipe I think butter chicken was just a no brainer. And I kind of wanted to start with something I knew was insanely popular. And, um, you know, I I didn't really, to be honest, put any thought into it. It was just like, here's a camera, let's go. And of course, you know, I didn't know how to use the camera at all. So Adam, my older son, uh, started because he was really good and he was only 13 at the time. And he was actually my cameraman for maybe three years because I didn't know how to use a camera at all. So it was pretty much, you know, hi, guys, I'm Karen Ahmed. Watch me make some butter chicken, you know, come with me into the kitchen. And I also started with this really ridiculous little dance that I did in the, you know, in between the shot. And I thought I would do a very sort of Ellen-esque, you know, it's, it'll be funny. But then I watched it back and I was like, hmm. I don't know if I can dance in every single video it's just too much. So I landed up cutting that out. In fact that first video I think I might have launched it and then I might have had to edit it a few few times because I I used a Bollywood track in in the music in the video and as you know you know I had copyright issues and so you learn as you go and there's no harm in trying, falling down and trying again.
0: So when you first uh, uploaded your first video Do you remember how many views your video got? Were you one of those that monitored and refreshed your screen every two seconds to keep up with the clicks?
2: I still do that. I still do that even even till today. I upload a video and then I'll stare at the stats for one hour. So yeah, I I still do that. Um, I I mean, I don't think that butter chicken video did fairly well, I think, considering, you know, I had to pull it down a few times. Um, But it wasn't the butter chicken video. It was a chicken 65 video. That just took off and you know compared to all of my other videos I couldn't understand why this video was getting so much attention but for the first year or so it just kept climbing and climbing and climbing and every day I'd look at it and was thousand more views and I just couldn't understand why
1: that's interesting to us because when one is creating content it's impossible to predict what will do well and what won't there is no formula which makes it so much harder to create We researched this a bit and found, if you don't know where to start, then start with something you would like to see and go from there. That Chicken 65 recipe has now had almost 300,000 views.
0: So, take us through a typical day or week of recording. How long does it take you to flesh out an idea, to record and to edit the video?
2: So the process um, usually, like if it's a traditional, um, like a traditional recipe, and I've never done it before, I will research a recipe and I will try it a couple of different ways till so I'm really satisfied with it. Uh, before I even think about making a recipe, then I do try it a few times, um, and once I know like it's good to go, I start to film. Now I don't film till weekends, so typically um, Saturday early morning I'll wake up. Uh, you know I'll come downstairs I'll start to set up everything i have my um, my studio set up, I call it studio very loosely um, it's actually just at the side of my kitchen so I don't film like in my kitchen on my stovetop because I don't have the camera high enough because I like to do overhead shots i think it, it you know it gives the user a chance to really see what's going into the pot exactly like they need to see it. So I, I shoot just a little bit off my kitchen and I have my camera there, my lights, my, you know, I've got this down to a science now. I just like, I can, I can walk down with my eyes closed and just set it up. So how long does it take you
1: to shoot?
2: So this sh- the shooting of it can literally take hours to the whole day just depending on what I'm shooting. Some recipes are really complicated like I hate the ones that you know I have to go from like stovetop to oven because then I have to switch the camera around and I hate that. But often like yesterday I had to switch the camera like six times. Um, yeah so but then you know that's just one part of it right so once I've shot everything Then I have to review all of the footage, um, also create all the thumbnails from the images, and then there's all the social media part. And following that, I have to edit it. And initially, I think the first edit, I had my son do it. But then I realized, if I have Adam edit every single video, I'm never having a YouTube channel.
0: Where and how did you learn to record and edit your own videos?
2: All of the information is online. So initially when I first started, I was asking um, Adam to help me and he was getting so annoyed because he's just like, what do you mean you don't know that? You know, and so I was like, oh, I can't ask him every second. So YouTube is your friend. Google is your friend. There is so much information out there. It really shouldn't hold you back. All you need to do is you know type in how do I do this and literally you'll get you know videos about it people make videos there's this you know lots of like help help um, sites where people post questions and people post answers so just going through that process it's pretty much how I learned it
0: what are the things you consider important when sharing a recipe
2: it's really important to have um, a really soundproof Recipe, because there's a lot of recipes out there. There's so many blog sites, but I find it like difficult sometimes. Even when I'm following somebody else's recipe, and the, the the instructions are all over the place, and I find it difficult. And I think one of the goals that I have is through that video, I try my best, and I think I'm getting better at it as I keep doing more videos. But I do try my best to make this as simple as possible. So when I'm th- when I'm doing the video, I'm thinking. This person that's watching this video is not a cook. And this person is not sure what to do. That's why I want to show her the ingredient up close. I want to tell her why she shouldn't make it too hot because perhaps it would burn or perhaps it would taste weird or perhaps, you know, you need to crush it in a certain way because of, And I try to think of, I need to tell them these things because I can't presume that they just know this, right? And that's why I think it's more important to have those kind of videos where someone's actually telling you from their experience I don't have to be a professional it's like I've had this experience and that's why I want to tell you this is probably a good way to do it Um, rather than just see the ingredients which a lot of the recipes just say one cup of flour one cup of butter one this but they won't tell you why you should add this butter at this temperature and that's very important in you know that that could be the difference between a hit or a miss really
0: you're online a lot of the times right Karen so do you feel like there's pressure to gain more subscribers or gain more views, or post more videos.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, I think I've kind of set my own goals. So, um, of course, there is a lot of pressure to do that because the more, the more subscribers you have. Um, the better your channel does and so I feel like if I'm putting so much effort into these videos I absolutely want people to see them Um, nothing gives me more pleasure than you know um, users writing in and saying hey we love this recipe I tried it for my husband I tried it for my kids you know it just it really I love reading those messages especially first thing in the morning when I read all of those comments that come on the videos you know it makes you feel so good it makes you feel like you're just doing a video but you know you have touched somebody's life and that is really, really important to me.
1: One of the things of being on a social platform means you're out there, open not just to the positive, but also to the negative comments. How do you deal with the negative comments that come your way?
2: Luckily for me, I haven't had too many. But I have, <laughs> I have had some very, very mean comments. And sometimes I'll respond, uh, you know, in a sarcastic but firm way. <laughs> And uh, sometimes I just ignore them. But you know, uh, I do respond to all my comments really, whether it's it's good or bad. I try to keep my, so YouTube has a tra- track record when you respond to comments. So I do, even if I say thanks or I'm sorry you feel that way, um, I do respond uh, just because I, I wanna make sure that I maintain really clean record.
0: Do you get recognized on the streets? Has that ever happened to you?
2: I have got recognized quite a few times, actually. In fact, uh, one time I had a message from someone and they were like, Hey, Cravings, were you at this intersection and this intersection at 12 o'clock? And I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Why? Yes, I was. <laughs> and the, you know, the funniest thing, honestly, to, like I still think about this till today. The funniest thing was when I got recognized on the streets of Lokanbala by a little kid, by a little kid, no doubt. And this is not even now, this was a few years ago. And this little kid comes running up to me and I thought, oh my God. And I thought maybe it's because, you know, they did run some of those TV shows that I did a few times on the Indian networks. And I thought maybe it's like pressure cooker or something. You know, he recognized me from then. He's like, I know you, I know you. And I said, mm, okay, no. And he's like, yes, yes, cravings. I try all your recipes and his mom came running up and and I was just floored. I was like, this is Lokanbala. It's very crowded, and it's very dark. So I don't know how that happened. And, you know, not to mention what my hair looked like. I mean, you know, with the humidity.
1: (laughs) How has this affected your life? Have you had to make many compromises? What about your family? Have they had to make many compromises?
2: So we've made so many compromises that I think that we don't even think about it anymore. Um, I think, you know, Mac is right, the whole world revolves around my channel. The whole world, you know, I will literally plan everything around my YouTube channel. It is right now my number one priority. I want to make sure I'm, I'm so focused. If you know me, you know, I'm so focused that I will stop at nothing. If something needs to be done, I will kill myself, but I will get it done. So it has, I mean, you know, it's great because, um, you know, the, the, the family is supportive, but also I kind of use, I feel my dead time. So I wake up much earlier than everybody else. And so I try to you know, not kind of encroach on anything else, but we do do our other things, like in the evenings, for example, I know I can't shoot at night because it's too dark. So at that time we party or go out or do whatever else we have to do. Um, if I have to, if I know something's coming up, I'm so, like I, ha- I live by my calendar. If my calendar wasn't populated, I don't know how I would move from one session to another because I don't even know what I'm shooting later on today, to be honest, like if I don't look at the calendar. So it's all about, you know, planning things meticulously and then having that fit into your life it's not easy but you know it can be done
1: you've put in so much of work into your channel i mean not just in terms of time and effort uh, but also you've had to invest in equipment and software to make these videos have you been able to monetize the channel
2: yeah for sure i mean um that was always the goal because i i'm not like i just you know i wanted to to make this like sort of a side income for the family And um, there's not a ton of money in just YouTube so basically how it works is you upload your video YouTube runs ads over your video and then you basically get a small portion from YouTube unless you have unless you're Lily Singh and you have like millions and millions and millions of page views there really isn't any money in YouTube but what there is money in is sponsorships and branding So if you've noticed, I've done a few videos, like just this year, and I think, you know, it's great because as I do it more and more stuff, advertisers are taking interest, and I did something for uh, Silk, I did something with Lighthouse Foods, and most recently, I did something with Campbell's. And so that's kind of where the money is with with sponsorship because brands really wanna be associated with YouTubers, they think, that are providing a quality product.
1: Do other YouTubers come to you for advice? What advice would you have for someone who's trying to do something similar?
2: So it's very hard to give advice because it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of situation. I think sometimes we as YouTubers are surprised when one video does really well and one video, you know, doesn't take off as much as we think it should have. Um, we follow a lot of the the simple rules, right? So there's there's. You know make sure that your video has a great title has a great thumbnail has great content has great tags that's pretty much all you can control and then you know make sure you're sharing the video where are you sharing it there's we i try to check all of those boxes and then cross my fingers and just hope for the best. Um, again, like people starting YouTube channels, it depends on what you're doing. So the, all the younger kids have great YouTube channels. They do like music and unboxing and dancing and all of those channels do really well. It all depends on what content you have. I feel like in the food category, I feel like the views are slower but steady because it's evergreen content. So if you're doing a dance video, for example, that video, that that song, is out of you know it's just it's gone it's the trend has is ended for that song maybe in two years but butter chicken is butter chicken for the next 20 years i mean the hair will be bad and it'll be an out-of-date video but the recipe is still classic and i love that's what i love is that i am creating evergreen content that it's kind of morbid but i always tell my kids you know when i die you know Think how many videos you will have of me if you miss me. You can just play my video, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and over and over again.
0: <laughs> what if anything would you have done differently, looking back at your journey?
2: I think the um, it's it is a natural progression, but you know, I didn't really turn the heat up on the channel till about year three. I think year one and two, I was just figuring it out and just kind of coasting and and. Although I would like to say if I had done what I was doing in year three and four, I probably would have been way over 20,000 by now because that, you know, that pace and that quality of content. But having said that, I think, you know, it's a natural process of evolution and you can only do things the way, you know, you're exposed to it. And I'm not ungrateful for the process, but I wish I had kind of done a little bit more in the beginning.
0: What's your ambition, Karen, or your goal for your channel?
2: I don't think there's any immediate plans right now. I uh, you know, I have to also question how long I will actually keep doing this, right? So I, I think for the moment, um, I want to really give the next couple of years to just building out the channel, making really great content and really having engaging fans. And I think that's so important to me to have people out there that are engaged with the content, really enjoy it. And I, I want to build it. And then once it's built, I'll decide what that next step is.
1: She makes it sound so simple. She works full time and uploads two to three videos a week on YouTube, all of which she has shot, edited and put together herself. When one has been doing it for as long as she has, it does get simpler and easier. However, we think it's her attitude that is truly testament to her success. Once she has achieved a goal, she looks
0: forward to the next one. And this is something we have learned from her. Join us again next time for our conversations on the NRI Woman. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. The show is also available to download on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website, nriwoman.com. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show.
0: I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. They said, your baby hasn't grown in the past two weeks. Your
1: protein level has gone so high that we will have to do an emergency cesarean.
0: So call your husband. He should be here in 40 minutes. We're going to cut you up. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you subscribe.